Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody. We welcome you to the show on KLA News Radio. 9.07 is the time on yet another steamy day here in the Mile High City. Temperatures will be hovering in the upper 90s on this, the 17th of June, 2021. What's up? Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee, Millennial Grant. We're back at it. Happy that you have uh, joined us. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, what's weird, the first official day of summer is Monday, and the highs will be in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, and it's spring. Colorado for you, and man. the end of spring has been, like, in the high 90s. Yeah. With the heat index in the low 100s. We've broken records for heat the past two days. I didn't realize that. Yeah, hitting 100 both days. Oh, officially, Denver hit 100 in both? Yeah, 101 on Tuesday, and then 100 yesterday. And it was both record-setting high temps. And my AC is not working very well, so it's been a blast. Yeah. You mean it, uh, where you live? Yeah, yeah. that's about 87 last night in my apartment. We have a major problem here in the building. Yeah, we do. Just when they invited everybody back after the pandemic, the AC went out here in the building, most of the building anyway. The studio's fine, but the rest of the building is sweltering, and they're trying to figure it out. And then they invite everybody back, and then they're repainting the building. Why are they really? Well, they're doing something, but I'm like, I what like happened? I work here, but I I, where, where, are they, uh, where are they painting? In the hallway on the third floor. Oh, okay. All right. I got to yeah, come, they're doing come something down and in, see you guys. In this lobby out here, too. But I, but wouldn't that have been better when nobody was here in the building to finish it off? <laughs> you know, I think, <laughs> I think is that's my a valid point. point. I think that's a valid point. Is my point. Yeah. Um, so what do we got? Man, Rockies, uh, Rockies walk off, complete sweep of the Padres. Eight to seven yesterday. What a weird team they are. They're 20, I think, three and 14 at home. 23 and 14 at home. And they've won five games out of, I think, 32 on the road. That's crazy. They're hitting 200, scoring two runs per game on the road. And yet at home, they're playing pretty damn good baseball. Well, at least they're not the Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you see their record they're going for? They've lost 22 straight road games. They lose again today in San Francisco. It will be a new all-time record. 
but they still have more road wins than the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's crazy. You know, that's, and we may have a chance to catch up with Buddy Black a little bit later. Um, I didn't realize that. They lost 22 straight road games, and they still have more road victories than the Rockies? Almost double what the Rockies have on the road. Well, wait a minute. I think they have nine. Yeah, they do have nine. Yeah, and the Rockies have five. So you're saying at one point the Diamondbacks were like nine and three in the road? Yeah, they were. They were nine. Yeah, so they're nine and twenty-nine overall. So they were nine. They were nine and seven. Huh. right. And they've lost the last twenty-two. So on they the road. won nine of their first sixteen road games, and then <laughs> lost twenty-two road games in a row. Um, I, I don't even know how you can do that. I know. And thirteen in a row, just home or away. Speaking of, I, I don't know how you could possibly do that. I, I, I always sort of shy away from using the word choke. Um, I don't know. Just never, I never liked it as an athlete, although I do think it happens. But I don't even know what to say about last night's NBA game with the 76ers hosting the Hawks. The Sixers are up 22 at halftime. They're up 26 in the third. With two minutes to go in the third at home, in game five of a series that is tied at two, they're up 24 points. And they get outscored at home in the fourth quarter, 40 to 19. They lose game five. They're down three games to two. Nobody, I mean, nobody wanted to shoot the ball. It was a colossal collapse. As good as like the Kevin Durant performance was the other night, and I said it's it's one of the top five performances I've ever seen, given the context and, and the fact that it was in the playoffs and the fact that who was not playing for him to do what he did, I just thought it was a phenomenal performance. This is one of the all-time collapses that I've ever witnessed in NBA history. I mean, Doc Rivers, mm. you know, you just you looked at him in the fourth quarter, you're thinking, dude. You, you better find a way to score. Ben Simmons did not attempt a shot. Didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. So, anyway, um, I don't know. You just you just sit there. I sat there the whole time just watching that game thinking, certainly this is not <laughs> going to happen. And it did. I don't even know what to say about it. Once again, I was watching Everyone Loves Raymond. How, which, uh, uh, which episode are you on, Rick? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I, I've watched most of them now. Yeah. That's kind of become my latest binge watch show at night. Yeah. And it's a great show. It is. There's no question. Um, I was all I was all stoked for the, uh, the, the, the series on Netflix, Ozarks, coming back, because they announced they were coming back for this would be their final season. Then whatever happened, I don't know, pandemic-related, whatever, they changed their mind, and Ozarks is not coming back. Maybe ever. Oh, really? No. Really? No. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you know the Ozarks is filmed in Atlanta or in, in Georgia? Well, no, I didn't. I, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday with Jason Bateman on it. And love, love Jason Bateman. He's amazing. And oh, it was Joe Buck's podcast, Daddy Issues. And he asked him, he goes, do you ever spend any time in the Ozarks? He goes, well, we went there once to film the beginning of the, mo- the show. Right. <laughs> and then he talks about, he goes, is there a bar or anything named after you in the Ozarks? He goes, no, but there's a best bar called Big Dick's Halfway In. Wow, that's the name of the bar? Uh-huh. But that does good business. 
You've heard, you've heard of yeah, that. No, yeah, no, I know, yeah. but he but he talked about it, and I was laughing because there's a song that we used to have on our show. Timothy P. in the Royal Rod 3 yes, did it. Yes, did yeah, a song yeah, about that. that, about the bar, right, but right. he but it was funny, Jason Bateman bringing it up about that bar. Right. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> legendary bar. Bar on the Ozarks. Yep. But yeah, so then he said, no, most of the show is filmed in, in Georgia. He goes, if the Ozarks would like to give us a tax break and give money back to the studio, I'm sure they would have loved to film there. Yeah, right. Uh, I read on the uh, on the monthly planner we have here, in terms of planning ahead for guests, that we've got a, ch- a chance. It says, possibly, Jason Bateman coming up here in the first part of July. I, that'd be awesome. That I love awesome. Jason Bateman. Well, we're going to have Kevin Costner win uh, Yellowstone comes yeah. back, you know? Yeah. Which I think it's coming in August. It's Don't coming. you have a chance to interview Kevin Costner uh, when we were covering Super Bowl 48, the week leading up to the game. So we're on press row some, you, somewhere in Manhattan. Promoting draft day. Yes, promoting draft day. With Jennifer Garner. Could, and got a chance to interview her as well. Two, I mean, just, I mean, separately. But two of the nicest, you, you would think, I mean, Hollywood stars, both of them are big. Costner's huge. Jennifer Garner's, you know, damn big as well. But they were just the nicest, at least for that four or five minute interview. Could not have been more humble and nicer people. Rick and I have got to interview Kevin Costner the last three years of Yellowstone because he comes on our morning show. Yeah. Every year to promote the. How, how's he been with you guys? Awesome. Great. Awesome right. every time. That's just who he is, evidently. Mm-hmm. Really good dude. And our friend uh, Dr. Mills went to uh, Kevin Costner's wedding uh, in Aspen when he got married oh, did he a really? couple of years back. So they know each other. Okay. And and I asked him, too. I said, is he as nice as he seems in these interviews? He said, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. One of really my, good dude. One of my friends actually uh, went on a date, got set up, because her best friend is married to Don Johnson. The Miami Vice, Don Johnson? Yes, they're married. And so they she got set up with Kevin Costner on a date before he got married. And she said, nicest guy. So she dated she, Kevin Costner? She went on one date. One date. Yeah. And then married Don Johnson? No, no. Her best friend is married to Don Johnson. Well, her best That's friend That's who set them up. So, hmm. So, but was, she said... Was the was, date not a success or... No, she's a really nice guy. They're just different, you know, like... So I don't know exactly. I mean, like, everyone goes on one date with somebody, right? And you're like, oh, nice person, but... You've done that a few times. I've gone a lot of one dates. <laughs> but you know right away, like... You just know that you're, you know... I mean, the maybe... salmon is good, but I'm not... No. Yeah, that we could be friends, but there's just no sparks, right? Yeah. You have yeah. to have some sort of spark to want to go on the second date. Yeah, something has to be intriguing about the person you're having dinner with. I mean... Rick's been married a long time, so he hasn't been on a one date in forever. How long have you been married? 35. So think back to when you were. When <laughs> you were so uh, sure. When you were, like uh, That's yeah, a that, long time. Yeah, just, you know, spit that out with a little more authority. 30, 35. 5, 36. But 36, you didn't go on 36. a lot of first dates, did you? What do you mean? Did you go on a lot? Because I feel like you always had a girlfriend. Yeah, I feel like your whole oh, life no, was yeah, girlfriend. you're right. I always had. I was more of a, a, a one, you know, one. Person. Girl, yeah. Wasn't there a song about that? One woman one man. One woman man. That's what I was. Right. Who sang that? Who beauty? sang that? I'm a one, one woman man. Woman anyway, that, man. Yeah, yeah, I always, I, I didn't date around a lot. No. I you had like longer term relationships. George Jones. Even when you were the oh. Gemini and rocking puka shells, you, you didn't yeah. have a lot of dates? The- no, I always had one steady. 
that I, you know, that's kind of who I am. No, like, I feel like Rick's life has just been like girlfriend, 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 wife. Huh. Girlfriend, girlfriend, wife again, and then girlfriend, 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 and then another wife. (laughs) Yeah. You had four wives? Yes. Oh. Well, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Not real sure what to do with that. Uh, That's uh, a joke, honey. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, my cell phone's ringing. Yeah. Oh, it's Dio. Is this the song you're looking at? Is this One Woman Man? This is One Woman Man by George Jones. Oh, yeah. George Jones. Is George... There's a lot of people who say One Woman Man. Yeah, it's been covered by a lot of people. Dave Hollister, John Legend, Josh Turner. Okay. Good Lord. Is George Jones still alive? No. He died in 2013. Sorry to hear that. I was raised on George Jones. This is my dad's favorite musician. Really? Yeah, we would listen to him all the time. I couldn't tell you one George Jones song, even though this is George Jones. Rocking Chair and uh, The Race Is On are probably my two favorite. Good to know. But yeah, a little twangy probably for your taste. But Can't you picture Grant listening to this fishing yeah. in the Ohio River? <laughs> Getting himself a big catfish. Yeah, we saw that picture of him <laughs> That catfish was bigger than your body. Oh my God, that was, that was, that, that's like you a redneck You couldn't hardly pick that right catfish there. up. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was over 40 pounds. Barely, but it was a 40-pound catfish. Biggest there, one I ever caught. Rick asked you if you ate it, and you said no. no. It came from the Ohio River. Yeah, a, that river is a little too dirty to eat the yeah. fish out of there. Ate nothing but garbage in that river. So it's like carp. Was that a carp? That was a catfish. Don't Shovelhead carp, catfish. Don't, don't carp eat every, I mean, you yeah. get carp. Same thing. Like yeah, Lake carp Erie. are like the cleaners. Like if you put them in your pond, like my parents have some in their pond, and they clean up all the but you don't gunk and eat, algae. Nobody eats no, carp. you don't eat carp. So carp are born, they eat crap, and they die. Yep. They, they get huge, too. They never get et. No. Well, I guess you could eat them if you were desperate, but I yeah. would not recommend it. Good to know. That's a PSA from Millennial Grant. <laughs> huh. uh, 303-713-8585. That is the number. Benjamin Albright, our uh, KOA and uh, Broncos insider, NFL insider as well, joins us in the 10 o'clock hour. Broncos OTAs in full action. Looking forward to training camp. Uh we're, we're hearing, again, sort of taking you behind the curtain, we're hearing that there is a decent possibility that we're going to be able to travel this year and broadcast road games while actually seeing the road game from the road stadium, unlike last year, which I think would be, which would be good. Yeah. It'd be good for me, I can <laughs> tell you that. Good. Yeah, it was interesting last year, but. It's an interesting way to put it. Um, I, I, I like to travel. I love going to different cities. And, you know, in some cases, a city I've never really been to. Yep. Or spent any time in. And so, I thought that was part of the adventure. Tough road schedule this year for the Broncos. If you think about it, I don't have it up in front of me. But yeah. I know they go to Cleveland. I know they go to Dallas. Um, a, a course. Kansas City, Vegas, L.A. against the Chargers. Jacksonville, New York. Jacksonville, New York. Who are we missing? I'll have to go look at it. Mm. Saw yesterday that yeah. Drew, Drew Brees was asked about Justin Herbert. Just had rave reviews about Herbert. Said he is, I mean, basically, I'm paraphrasing. He is going to be a special player in this league for a long time which is not good news for Broncos fans. But. You think maybe he'll have a, a little bit of a relapse this year? Because last year was just 
unbelievable year for him. I don't know. Maybe steps back a little bit. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. defenses figure him out a little bit. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. Because you know they're you know they now have a full book on him, sixteen games. But man, oh man, that guy was so good as a rookie. I mean, that was one of the best overall rookie seasons that I can remember anybody having for a long time. And the strange thing is he was better in the NFL as a rookie than he was as a senior at Oregon. I agree. That's really weird. I agree. Nobody saw that coming. He was supposed to be a backup all year. And nobody saw Tyrod Taylor, who was named the starter last year, having a lung punctured by the team doctor when trying to treat a rib injury. Does he uh, get something for life for that? Uh, Did it ruin his career? No, well, no, he's he's signed. He's he's back in the league. He's just not with the Chargers. He yeah, he signed with the Texans, and I would assume he'll probably be their starter, their starter if mm. nothing. But works can out you imagine? Deshaun. I mean that that was like right before a game, the game. Right? Yeah, yes. that, I remember that. Yes, I'm, I'm guessing you saw all the new NFL COVID protocols that were released yesterday. I saw some of them, and uh, you could see that the league is not so subtly putting pressure on players to get vaccinated. And reportedly about half of the NFL players have been vaccinated up to this point. But the, uh, the new protocol, the vaccinated players will not be tested daily, won't have to wear a mask at the facility yep. during team travels, won't have any social distancing restrictions. Unvaccinated players, they have a lot of restrictions. It's basically going to be like last year for them. They're not going to be able to congregate with other players outside the practice field or the weight room or team facilities or team hotels during travel. They have to stay at the hotel uh, when they travel. They can't leave the hotel. Uh, And there's a big fine attached to anybody who breaks the rules, $50,000. And that's for the first violation. And it could go up from there. So you could see they're putting a lot of pressure on guys to – Go get the vaccine. Yep, just so they can have a, a you know a, their life back basically in the league. They don't want to mandate it, but in in when yes. you look at these rules, it's pretty much this is a mandate. It, it'd be it be, be hard, very hard inconvenient. not to. Yeah, be hard right. not to. Yeah, because I mean, and you're also going to have. I mean, they're making your life so uncomfortable, and there's going to be a certain amount of I, I think peer pressure too. Well, and you're going to know which ones are vaccinated and which ones are not. Right. <laughs> so you're going to be the one wearing. With masks. Yeah, because they're going to force you because they're going to know because you're going to have to prove that you got a vaccine card, you know? And then, then the guy wearing the mask, like, oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I think this season is going to play out in much more of a normal fashion. I mean, obviously, uh, I, I don't know if it'll be completely normal. I think there still will be some things that. Um, will be reminiscent of last season with the NFL. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of access the media will have to the locker room. I can tell you this: players will be thrilled about that. It makes, I think, it makes the media's job harder. But you know, our job has changed dramatically over the years, and I think now w- with social media becoming so prevalent, um, you know, players don't need to make themselves available to the media. They have their own social media platform and they can reach more people almost instantaneously by doing it their way. The issue, I think, will be sooner than later, the league is going to have to say, okay, 
we've got to find a way so that we can coexist and be mutually beneficial because these are our broadcast partners. So how do we how do we do that? I get it from a player standpoint. You get very tired, I'm sure, of of having you know people walk around the locker room and ask you questions, and some questions are good and some are just ridiculous. I get it, but the media has always been the conduit between the players and the public. Now the players have direct access to, air quotes, the public. So I think this year and moving forward, it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch and see sort of how this plays out. Fully vaccinated media will be allowed to conduct in-person interviews, but if you're not vaccinated and you're a member of the media, you are disallowed access to the press box, the field, the sidelines, and the locker rooms. Uh, so once again... Yeah, so it's not mandatory, but... Yeah, right. You're not it, coming in if you're not vaccinated. So it really is It really is a mandate without being a mandate. Yep. 926 on this beautiful Thursday morning. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee, Millennial Grant. We're all here and uh, glad you are as well on KOA News Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I feel tears welling up, calling deep inside like my heart sprung a big break. Good Lord, Grant. And the stab of loneliness sharpened. You know, you guys give me the I funk education every shame. Friday. I was giving you a little George you Jones. Say that I was taking it hard since you wrote me off with a You know, he's right. But don't you <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> about no, that. No, he's not. But did we ask for a George Jones mm, education? We had a lot of textures. No, not really. <laughs> This all sounds the same to me. I don't. They all sound the same. Yeah. What's what do you, what do, you do you do that thing you blow on the jug? <laughs> you play the jug? Yeah. After we drink the moonshine, we right. we blow on the jug afterwards. <laughs> but you know what? The good news they don't eat carp. Although Grant, as we welcome you back, 9:40, we we've offended, and I'm going to basically blame you on this. Okay. We've offended a bunch of people. That evidently love carp from the 720971. Joe Tessas in Omaha. Carp on the menu from the 720432. Carp is popular to eat in Chinese culture. Mm. 720549. Former Yugoslavians and Germans eat carp. That is some good eating. 
Yeah, food. not my taste. We no. had, we also had a couple callers during the break that said... Want uh, to talk about carp? Yeah, they said in Asian cultures, it's very popular. That's the beauty of this show. I mean, who would have thought that we'd spend any time, like ever in our lifetime, talking about carp on our show? And how do you eat it? You just, you, you fry, fry it, it up? Grant, you fry it up? I guess you could well, fry anything. You could anything. fry anything and, and, and yeah. it would be passable, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, we do bluegill and bass. We eat that. but Oh, I've had that. Carp, I don't know. You know, a little fish fry is delicious, but I don't know if I'd go with the carp. So if you, you fried anything, maybe breaded and fried it, it's, it's probably going to be good. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're going to die early, but it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be good eating. By the way, and don't don't uh, don't think about this, Grant. But I'm going to pass on this one text to you: seven one nine three six one. Grant starting up Twang Thursday. There'll be no Twang Thursday. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, we have man, Funk that's Friday. Great. Benjamin Albright walked in. He loves Twang too. Because B- Benjamin, you're a country bumpkin too. I mean, he really is. seriously. I mean, yeah. Mm. Let's nip that in the bud right now. <laughs> and then here's, here's the obligatory comment before we get to the phone lines. 303-478. Thank you so much. I can see it now. Dave in a nightshirt blowing the air jug. <laughs> that would be it's an air uh, air jug though air jug blowing the air jug so playing the air yeah dave can play any air instrument That's you name true. it he can play yeah. it 303 548 love george jones go grant the rest of y'all suck it up okay. mm. oh, oh look at this wow. 720626 smoked carp is great huh i don't know i okay i'm gonna pass on that rick I'm passing. Uh, and did they say carp was big in the Asian community? Yes, that's what a, uh, several texters said that. Uh, Kathy? No, I've never had carp. They well, do no, sushi? Will you, will you, no, they don't make carp, carp sushi. sushi. Will you try it for us? Why am I trying it? Because you're Asian. part of the Asian community. I... But if it's part of the Asian community, I've never had carp. My parents have never made me carp. So is it part of the Asian community? Well, it might not be part of the... Korean community. Korean. Asia's a huge continent. <laughs> that's true. Ted in Denver joins us on KWN News Radio 943 on a Thursday morning. What's up, Ted? Uh, two questions. First, aren't carp an environmental threat because they eat the smaller, weaker fish? And a lot of rivers in, in the around the Mississippi River and the Illinois River had to be shut down because of that. Okay. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Car- carp are a big environmental threat. That's very mm. important. And uh, oh, the other question I had was, um, what, what is the status now of uh, Rocky's pitcher John Gray? He's battling back from the injury. I know. I'm not exactly sure as to when he's going to be okay, or if there will be a rehabilitation assignment. Um, Millennial Grant, do you know? Yeah, it's uh, so his return schedule has changed, and he's going to throw another bullpen session on the 17th. Okay. But he's on, currently on the 10-day injured list. So today he'll throw a bullpen session and they'll reevaluate where he's at. Okay, thanks for the information. All right, thank you, Ted. Isn't oh. carp a bottom-feeding fish? Yes. Yes, out of yes. our mouths. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, by the way, there is carp sushi, by the way. There, there is? It's where? A, it's a thing. In fact, there's a restaurant called Carp Sushi and Bowl. And where is it? Vancouver. Are you serious? Uh, carp yeah, sushi I just bowl? looked it up. Carp sushi and bowl, a, a sushi restaurant in Vancouver, and they do make carp sushi. In fact, here's a video: how to make sushi with carp. Yuck. Yeah, uh, and then it, some articles 
11 foods that are changing the world. And carp is, carp is one, of, one them. of them. Yep, they're starting to serve it in more restaurants. 970216, best way to cook carp, nail it to a board, bake it, throw away the carp, and eat the board. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Oh. oh. Yeah. So I mean, we did. It's a new thing. Gosh, 719361, my grandmother pressure canned carp. It was like salmon. Man. Really? The things you find out about I on know. the show. I guess people have eaten pretty much probably everything you can think of. That's for sure. You know, because... That doesn't mean we have to. Does, no, that's, you know, we're... But but throughout the history of, of man, you know, you've pretty much tried everything to see what was edible and what you liked and what yep. didn't make you sick. And so I'm sure people have eaten carbs. But it's like kale. You know, like kale was just a garnish for yeah. a long time. And then someone decided that we should make this and use it for salad. Yeah, right? You know? I like kale. I mean, I, I like it because I know it's good for me. It is good for you. I don't think it has a lot of taste. Seven two zero five four nine. Yes, pan fry it. Lots of garlic. And Dave, I've had many a carp dinner that I'm still alive. Okay. Yeah, pan fry it. I'm sure it'll be good. Anything's good when you pan fry it. Yeah. Roger in Denver, evidently a carp eater. Hello, Roger. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Good. Hey, yeah, man. So, um, I'm saying my generation, my dad's generation, my grandfather's generation, back, back, back. We're originally from Ohio. Yeah, we, we, uh, primarily that was the only fish we caught. Okay, and you know, there's, there's, there's. I, when I comment about this, it's about the history of um, the, the word eth- ethnic uh, comes into mind. That's what we grew up on. That's what we had access to. Um, and then, you know, I, I remember my dad's uh, comment. Uh, he was born in 24. He talked about, he told me many times, he said, boy, I went hungry many a, many a night. Okay? So when you're in that type of situation, um, you know, you do what you can do to survive. Okay? But even after, you know, things changed um, economically, we still, um, that was our, um, that was one of our main recreations, going fishing, catching carp, you know. And um, the side note, and as some of your callers have already mentioned, you know, my dad was the type of guy that uh, he would always do the research. Um, he was very, um, he would contact Ohio State and ask questions. So the history of carp, y'all barely came, you told me, it came from China, okay. And, uh, you know, when they got here, because I guess the way they multiplied, yeah, it, huh. it became prevalent in the rivers and stuff like that. But as far as the taste, um, yeah, we, you know, we ate all the time. It was delicious. It was delicious. Now, there are pieces as any fish that, you know, certain parts of it is a little more oily than the others, okay? And also, you know, carp get pretty big. So... That's, that's the issue. Then, also, my dad was very particular about, you know, where we um, fish. And so you, you don't go to areas where the water is stagnant. You know, he, he never, that was a no-no. You never, don't do mm. that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, so that, that's, that's my family's history about cars. Okay. Roger, thank, thank you. Thanks oh. for sharing that. Appreciate yeah. that. And he mentioned Ohio, and that's where Grant, grew up and I I grew up in Ohio too uh, uh, 
for a few years of my life. And carp, you know, I guess it's the thing in Ohio. And when you go fishing, you always catch them. Hmm. They're out there with the catfish. 719-580, tilapia isn't any better. I've had tilapia. Is tilapia a, a bottom feeder? That's what a texter just said. Oh, yeah, 720256. Yeah. Tilapia are bottom feeders also. Steam carp with ginger, green onions, and soy sauce. I, I guess I would. That sounds try it, good, maybe. Right? <laughs> it it actually that kind of sounded good. Yeah. Well, the garlic and green onions, green onions, ginger, soy, soy, soy sauce. sauce. Yeah. Right. Can't go wrong with that. Mm. Three hundred three carp and goldfish are in the same family. Carp yeah. and goldfish are in the same family. They look a lot alike. Why? Because they're fish. <laughs> no, they're the color and. Is car- carp, is that gold? Aren't they like koi? koi I thought carp like, was like the thought, color of mud. Like grayish, yeah. like kind of like puce. I've like seen what? them with the kind of like... I've never heard puce? that word. Have you heard that word? Puce? Yeah. No. You've never heard the word puce? What is it? No. It's like a color that's like bland that's... Puce? puce. You mean... Puce color. You want to see the, you want to know what the definition is? Sure I do. Oh, so it's like... Puce is like a dark red, purple, brown, like darker color. Gosh, I'd never heard that word. Me neither. You haven't? No. Never heard the word puce. If somebody would have said, hey, for $1,000, what's the definition of puce? puce. I, I would have had no idea. Oh, I use that term all the time for things. Like in what context? Really? Yeah, like for a color of something. Wow. It's It kind of has like a... That's not a common puce? thing. Puce? <laughs> No. How do you spell it? P-U-C-E. Oh, no. P-U-C-E? Uh-huh. Puce. I'd have called it Pookie. What? <laughs> I mean, no. I'm, I'm, have you're... you guys heard the term puce? No. They're saying no. It's a female, wow. it's a female thing. His face was puce. The color puce. No. Never. No. Like, you know, like someone gets really mad, their face like turns like kind of like reddish, Red. purple. Yeah. That and would be say, puce. Man, he was so mad. His he, face he was like puce. puce. Yes. Never in my life have I heard that. I say reddish purple. You just say puce. I, okay. Well, we learned a new word today. You're welcome. And we also learned that carp is edible. I knew carp was edible, but I just, I've never eaten it. Huh. Like fried, I've heard of fried carp. Well, yeah, so have we. But, I mean, so you knew it was edible. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not saying... That it's not edible. I'm saying that I've never edit. Ate it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, there are a lot of things that may be deemed edible that I'm not, I'm not ever going to eat. You may, your face may turn puce from eating carbs. Well, listen, my face can turn whatever it does. You know, I go back to when we started the late, great Reggie McDaniel segment on our show in the afternoon. And Reggie <laughs> talked about his time in the service when he ate uh, monkey brains mm. at the table with the monkey there. Yeah, they take the top off. Well, I, you know, I'm going to yeah. be malnourished. That is disgusting. I'm mm. going to be, my nickname is going to be Slim because I'd have to be near death to do that. I, I'm just. I would too. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I've seen that in a movie, haven't you? Where they sat around the table and the monkey, they just cut off the top of yeah, the, top of the head. head. Was that Faces of Death? Yes, that I movie? think it was. I think I saw I'm that. I'm rooting for the monkey, No, man. not with the monkey. Yeah, that was in that. I think, I think it was Faces of Death. Yeah, too. that's it where was? I saw it. Yeah. Then it was a, I thought Faces of Death were like car crashes. No, it, that's a little bit of everything. It had like a, it looked like a puce color. 
<laughs> your basic pews after you watched it. According to uh, one of our callers, uh, all when fish came over from China, goldfish, they were all goldfish, and then somehow they turned into carp later. Interesting. Huh. So they are related. Can you uh, put, can you work the word puce into your Broncos broadcast? That's what a texture just asked. 303-956, can we work puce into a Bronco broadcast? <laughs> um, wow, his face looked puce after I'm that I'm going to leave that to the color analyst of Denver Bronco broadcast. Geez, Dave, the uh, Minnesota Vikings alternate uniforms, that color looks like puce to me. <laughs> how about you, Dave? <laughs> Well, no, don't don't give me how about you, Dave, because I'm going to lay out on that one <laughs> yeah. and just let that let that comment breathe, right? Three zero three nine nine zero. It was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Where that's what it was. Okay, that's where it was. And yeah. Faces of Death as well, because that's where I saw it. I th- I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and that was the thing that that came out. I think in the '80s. That I, I wouldn't have seen. I faces wished of I death. wouldn't have seen it. It yeah, was terrible. See, I never horrible. saw Faces of Death. Don't, but don't, people yeah, talked don't about watch it. it. I yeah. mean, Rick tried to get you to watch Deliverance. You got a better chance to get through Deliverance than Faces of Death. Yeah, don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this texture three three zero nine eight seven. Kathy, that is made up. The puce. Go look it up in Webster Dictionary. 303-919. Thanks, guys, for the monkey conversation. I'm trying to eat my Chick-fil-A at Chick, <laughs> Chick Minis. Um, huh. 303-909 Puce. My college graduate tassel was Puce. I graduated from a school in Ohio. Go Grant. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Was that from Grant? Yeah, that was actually me that texted that. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, I saw you working back there. Your head was down in the computer, and now we know what you were doing. Uh, Benjamin Albright's coming up at 10.06. We're going to talk some Broncos and NFL. First, this news break on KOA News Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What, what do we got here, Millennial Grant? Relevance. This is uh, Don't Kill My Vibe. 
by Kendrick Lamar and Jay-Z, and it's Kendrick Lamar's birthday. He's 34 today. 34. I haven't heard this. I love this song. Rick? Can't say I have, but I, I did know it was Kendrick Lamar's birthday today. But I have, no, I'm... You feel like a big Kendrick Lamar fan. You, uh, you're more of a mad kid, good kid, mad city, or to pimp a butterfly? I, you know, I'm aware of him. I just, I, I, I don't think I've heard this. This, sure, this makes me think of Ben every time. You know, he gets all that hate on social media. Don't kill his vibe. I bring he's it on he's talking about Benjamin Albright, who joins us. Our KOA NFL and Broncos insider brought to you by Coloradans for responsible energy development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans. Do so at cred.org. That is C-R-E-D.org. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee, Millennial Grant, and the aforementioned Benjamin Albright here in studio. So the Broncos have canceled tomorrow's workout. What are they doing? Well, I guess so today. Is it going to do the dunk? I'm sorry, today. Right. They're going to do the uh, the dunk tank field day thing that they usually do, the games, carnival stuff, all that kind of stuff. So ha- have a little fun. Vic Fangio likes to do that. I think if they feel like they get enough out of those first two days, then they're yeah. okay with the, with the third day like that. And honestly, when you've got a quarterback competition and it's kind of been a 1-1 draw at minicamp, I don't think you want to add that third day and leave six weeks of uh, media speculation with somebody in the lead. Especially yeah. if you're trying to be fair about it, I, I'm all for days like that. I mean, as long as you get your work done, I I think it creates a little fun. It creates a little camaraderie. Creates a, there's a little bit of competition. I mean, players get to dunk coaches in the tank, and believe me, they'll take advantage of that. So I, I mean, I th- I'm good with that. There's an esprit de corps to that. We had when I was in the army, we had that uh, with our drill sergeants there at the end. You know, they kind of had a, fu- a fun day there at the end, and you know, they were lined up with the one dollar tickets to keep dunking the drill right. sergeants over and over. So we raised money for charity. Everybody got to get the aggression out, and you know, I mean, because at the end of the day, you're all on the same team, and a coach that rides you hard, you're on the same team trying to win. It's good to get some of that resentment out and everything, yep. and, and kind of get back to being family again. So, what's the uh, consensus between Teddy and Drew? Of the, in there isn't the, in the one. <laughs> if there isn't one, um, you know, Steady Teddy is is over there taking every five yard pass that you uh, that you put in front of him, and and Drew Locke is you know is trying to hunt. He's trying to go down the field to mix results. I mean, that's that's what it is. Now the mini camp, Drew's looked a lot better than he did at OTAs, where it looked like he was just sitting there overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. He's kind of gotten back to playing loose. Yesterday he had a pretty bad interception. Uh, Reed one and two weren't there. He stared down Reed three, and Justin Simmons housed him. But um, you know, overall, I I, I feel like that. It's the same as it was. Drew has more upside, but he's going to make more turnover-worthy plays because he's more aggressive with the football. I I, I just can't get into this debate this early. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I know we have to because we we cover the Broncos and the Broncos are the, I mean, they're the deal in this town. But I, I want to see these dudes in training camp. I want to see them in some preseason action. Game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, we're, we're basically watching. It's a little more than drills. I mean, they're they're running plays, but I just have a hard time critiquing a quarterback when you're you don't really know exactly what that dude is taught to read on a on a particular play. But that's that's my old school sort of deal coming through. Well, and it, and it is, and it's tough because I see on Twitter some of this stuff. Teddy missed a um, a, a pretty bad throw. Um, it was two days ago. He missed it, and it was obvious that it was an option route, and the receiver read the, the option correctly. It came back on the curl instead of taking it up and out, and Teddy threw the up and out. They, just, they don't have the timing down yet. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about drills and all that kind of stuff, and, and Vic said it yesterday in the pressers. This is like 2 to 3% of the evaluation. We haven't even got to training camp. We haven't even gotten to full team on team and full pads. These are guys in shells. Uh, we're mostly 7-on-7, seven seven, a little bit of teamwork. Yep. It's just not It's not fair to base it all off this, but it, you can you can kind of see some things emerging, and that is that Teddy is 
got that Alex Smith mentality. I'm going to take what they give me. I'm not going to chance it. Uh, you need uh, you need three yards, I'm going to get you five. You need ten yards, I'm going to get you five. Hmm. Well, Alex Smith stayed in the league for 16 years. <laughs> he did. You know heck, I mean, that's a heck of a career. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not mad at Pretty it. Pretty damn good quarterback. Um, so, it, is there another NFL team? There are 32 teams. Hmm. Is there another NFL team that – because this looks like uh, it's going to be a legitimate quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. Is there another team that has that at this point of camp? I guess it depends on how you view it. I would suggest that Chicago probably has that with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, but I don't think it's a legitimate Even competition. Even though Matt Nagy said yesterday there's he Andy Dalton's a starter and – Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is not starting. Well, Brian Schottenheimer said the same thing down there in Jacksonville with number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence. That, you know, we know it's too early to crown the guy. I mean, sure, C.J. Beathard and Gardner Minshew are making a case, right? Mm. I, I think it's cute that these coaches have this, uh, you know, it, it's too early to say. We all know inevitability. It's how long can these veterans stave off these rookies. Um, and maybe Cam Newton, Mac Jones in, in New England. Maybe mm. that's a competition. Um uh, but not really. Nobody else around the league's really having this outside of I think Houston with Tyrod Taylor and you know they got Davis Mills and Driscoll and they got like ten quarterbacks in there that aren't worth anything. But they're mm. all going to battle it out. How about a young guy uh, other than Sertan that has opened some eyes here in this mini camp? I, I I heard Vic mention Kendall Hinton. Yeah, he's a good at wide receiver. Kendall Hinton is going to make uh, for a diff- if he keeps playing the way he is going to make for a difficult decision in a crowded wide receiver room. That, that's bad news for Deontay Spencer. It I really think. is. It really is. And I, I, you know, there's some other guys oh. out there. Tyree Cleveland's looking good. The Willis kid out of Troy's looked pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, Tim Patrick better better. Sh- I mean, you know, you had a season last year where you had no drops. You need to show up and show out because there's some young guys nipping at your heels already, and it's a crowded wide receiver room. I think Kendall Hinton makes his team if he continues to play how he's played in OTA's minicamp. Is he? And I've not seen him in any form of the return game. Does he have? I mean, first of all, is he has he is he a solid ball catcher in the return game? And does he have enough of this? To be a factor? I, I don't know if he's the big wiggle guy. I mean, certainly Deontay Spencer is, is you know, he's quick and he changes direction skills, elite change directions. I don't think Kendall has that, but uh, I saw him back there catch two punts. He just caught them. He didn't do anything with them. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, it's OTA, so whatever. But um, I, I don't know that he's got enough in that to, to make the difference. And that's the that's the problem. They really don't have another guy there that has what Deontay Spencer has in terms of returnability. But Deontay doesn't have enough as a receiver, I don't think, to make this roster as it stands right now. Wow. And, and you know they, uh, at least I get the feeling, that they really would like Kendall Hinton to make the team uh, based on what he did last year when he was the emergency backup quarterback, backup, backup, backup quarterback <laughs> against New Orleans. Uh, you, you just had the feeling that, you know, they love this kid and they want to try to find a spot for him. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, he'll never have to pay for a beer in this town, you know, after what he did in the, in the Saints game or whatever. But I, I think that uh, I, they'd like to. It's certainly a feel-good story, but he's out. it's more than just feel-good stuff out there. He's actually playing really well as a receiver. I haven't seen one ball hit the ground that's been thrown at him, uh, catches everything he's thrown his way, finds ways to work himself open. Um, and I just, you know, I've enjoyed watching him play and say, oh, look, this guy's – it's more than just a feel-good story. This guy can play. Nice. One thing about – uh, Deontay Spencer, I keep thinking back to Isaiah McKenzie, mm-hmm. who was, a, I believe, a fifth-round draft choice here. Broncos let him go, but he had he had elite speed. And I'm thinking, now nah, he, he probably didn't show enough at the wide receiver spot. How can a guy like that go to Buffalo in that offense and be not a great receiver, but be a productive player with jet sweeps and all those things? The one thing you cannot teach nor coach is elite 
speed, and Deontay Spencer has that. I think that's it. I think you create for that player. You, you, you have to create for that player. You know, we don't run jet sweeps here. <laughs> and I'd love to see I wonder it why. I, I don't know. And because that's an emerging trend in the NFL. Get the linebackers off balance by moving the defense to one side of the field, and you've got natural boot action going the other way. So I, I don't know why we don't do that. Uh, I feel like that part of our offense could use a, a bit of an update. But, um, you know, you have to create for guys like that. You have to create space, create plays for guys like that, and then see how they do with those plays. You know, one thing that I've noticed, uh, at least on social media, the fun factor seems to be there at uh, this minicamp. I don't know who's responsible for this with the Broncos, but these videos they're putting out on Instagram and Twitter where, you know, guys are walking out of the training room and they'll ask them a question like, hey, who is the ugliest baby on the team? You know, that Shelby so wrong on that. (laughs) I think that's really good stuff because you get to see these guys as humans. Mm -hmm. And and there's been some pretty funny uh, reactions as well. I like that a lot. Whoever's doing it, uh, kudos to you. Yeah, they got a great team over there doing the the video and the social stuff with uh, Schubert and uh, you know Rush Jenich and and Delala and all those guys that are doing all that stuff over there. Um, they they had some great questions. It was funny, you know. Would you rather fight a uh, hundred uh, chicken sized tyrannosauruses or one giant tyrannosaurus sized chicken or whatever? There was a, a debate. Like they could not agree on which one to go with there. Yeah. And then poor Shelby got done on who was the ugliest uh, ugliest baby. He got done wrong on and that. And it seems like Shelby always comes up in every one of these. Still, he, he also won, yeah. yeah. He and uh, he and KJ Hamber both co won the guy I wouldn't teammate I wouldn't let my sister date. So. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. That speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah. And Shelby's just, like, hey, I'm, I'm married. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. But there, you know what? The locker room knows uh-huh. a lot of different things about a lot of different players over the years, <laughs> and the fact that those two guys got picked uh, is telling. Mm-hmm. Shelby Sh- was uh, he was incensed. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> you know, walking yeah. off the game was then great. Then you wouldn't yeah. have been picked. Uh-huh. Uh, before we let you go, the obligatory question about Aaron Rodgers. It was interesting today. There was. Uh, there was a poll done by Sports Betting Dime. Mm-hmm. The Packers currently are the favorite to have the MVP services for the upcoming season. Green Bay is plus 125, followed by the Denver Broncos at plus 250. Mm-hmm. The Raiders are at plus 700. And the field, the other teams, are at plus 585. And get this, the odds that Rodgers chooses to sit out the season rather than return to Green Bay are also plus 250. That's interesting. Um, I, I think that from what I've heard, and, and again, nothing has really, really changed, but as we get more information, more pieces of the puzzle, um, the, the Packers are considering this, well, if he wants to sit, we let him sit, and we'll tell him we'll trade him at the end of the season uh, as a tactical advantage because it doesn't hurt them at all, and they could potentially get better draft picks. Let's say they, let's say Denver's the target, right? You trade him to Denver this year, well, now you're going to get the draft picks after he's played for Denver and probably made him a contender. Those are going to be bad draft picks, right? End of the round draft picks. You let Denver roll with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, then trade him to Denver after the season, True. you're probably going to get better draft picks. So I, I agree with that. Green Bay's considering that. They just don't know how much of a nuisance Rodgers would be in the interim there, and so that's that's one of the options that's on the table. I, I heard today uh, on ESPN, Booger McFarland, who's I mean, I, I like Booger, but his and, and the the entire panel seemed to agree with this. His mm-hmm. idea was the only way the Packers can make this right. And by the way, I, I'll just jump into my own point and say I completely disagree with this. Mm-hmm. He said the only way the Packers can make it right is trade Jordan Love now, give Aaron Rodgers a four-year extension, give him guaranteed money, 
and that would solve the issue. And I'm sitting there listening to him thinking, Aaron Rodgers does not want to come back there and be the guy that Packer fans look at and say, oh, you know, you little brat. You had to have Jordan Love traded. I mean, he didn't want to be that guy. I don't think that's a plausible scenario at all. Yeah, I don't think that's it at all either. And I don't think that's the reason. I think it's a longstanding reason in the sense that, like, look, you've, you've put no, I've asked you for certain players and you've gone to the defense and the defense and then you drafted my, my ostensible successor in Jordan Love. I don't think trading away Jordan Love removes that decision to make that draft pick in the first place. I think that's, that still stands there. And Aaron's a guy that keeps a grudge. You know, I mean, he has a grudge. And so uh, I, I just don't see that being, I don't see that being the solution there. Jordan loves, he's no threat to Aaron no. Rodgers in any way. Yeah, I don't, uh, he's not even right. I mean, like you've seen some reports lately that he's playing really well at camp, but everybody I've talked to up there says this guy's not ready to start in the league. So, well, and if they don't want to trade him and they want to keep Aaron Rodgers for the entire season, they better find somebody. I think it better Blake, find somebody. Blake Bortles up there. Uh, okay, they better find somebody. <laughs> and you know what? I think Aaron Rodgers could be a thorn in their side if they just make him sit out all year. I uh, think you'll be, be seeing a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you'll see him on ESPN yes. you know, or, or, or jumping on there with uh, what Skip and Shannon every day and oh, yeah. you know, hamming it up. Yeah, I mean, you would already see it. The T-shirt that he wore, the I'm offended T-shirt, you know. He's he's deliberately trolling trolling that front office no and question. being petty on purpose. And that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That's his personality. He enjoys tweaking people like that. So I don't see this ending well for Green Bay without, you know, fi- get, sitting down at the table and saying, look, are you 100%? Okay, then let's find you a home. The odds makers make uh, Aaron Rodgers worth two and a half victories for the Broncos this year. The over and under right now without Rodgers, seven and a half. If Rodgers comes to Denver, the over and under total in Vegas, at least in one of the sports books, jumps to 10. I would take the over on both those numbers. So would I. So would I. Ben, thanks. Mm -hmm. Good to see you. Benjamin Albright, a KOA and NFL and Broncos insider, brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at cred.org. That is C-R-E-D. Org. We get to the phone lines. Bill and Brighton joins us on KOA News Radio. Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Hi, Bill. What, Bill? Yes, Bill, you're on the air. What's up, brother? Hey, Dave. Yes, Bill. You I've, get... been so... I've been following the Broncos 47 years, but I live out past Brighton. Okay. And, uh... Okay, hey, Bill, can you do me a favor? Take take it off speakerphone because we're having a hard time hearing you. Okay. Yeah, get that here. Oh my God! Okay. Here, here. You guys uh, want to just talk off the air, Millennial Grant? Why don't <laughs> tell us when Bill tell us when Bill gets the phone out of his pocket? God love him. Oh man. Yeah, God love him. Um, so, and we may have lost Bill. So, it, we got him back. We just have it. Uh, okay, Bill, go ahead. Make it. Go ahead. We got you. Okay, Dave, I said I've been uh, following you guys for 47 years, buddy, since 74. Well, thank you, Bill. I've seen the pick in the pen, and I hope we get to going with this year with a, with one of the new quarterbacks. If maybe let Drew, he's just doing good, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I Listen, I hope you're right, uh, but a more important question for you, Bill. Uh, have you okay. ever had carp? Yeah, and it ain't good. <laughs> See? Yeah, it's not good. I'm talking my country. I'm down in Oklahoma, Texas. I like the old crawfish sandbass and and uh, catfish trout and yep. sandbass and and the crappie, crappie. Okay. All right. That's so good you eating, boy. You've been 
evidently. Uh, so you've been a Broncos fan since 74. Yes, sir. I'll be darned. Did you move here in 74? Yep. All right. What? So what do you think the Broncos will do this year, Bill? Shoot, I don't know. I'm saying maybe uh, about 50, 50%. I don't think we'll do any further than that. All right. Do you? Well, yeah, I'm a little more. I, I'm a little more optimistic about that. I, I think they're going to be. I think they're a playoff team. I think. I think they'll win ten games. Okay, that sounds good. Ten or twelve, yeah. I'm with you on that. I think we will if we get to going good. But I hope we don't do like the Avalanche and the Rockies. We we had her going. The Avalanche did, boy. Yeah. I hate to see it go down. No, I did too. I did too. Bill, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Bill's been a Broncos fan since 19. I love that accent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, what do you say? Texas and Oklahoma combination. That's that's country, right there. Yeah, that's that's where Benjamin Albright grew up. Mm-hmm. But he lost that accent somehow. I don't know how he didn't. How how did Ben lost get it, rid of the lo- Arkansas? Boy, he lost it in the army. They just demanded. Yeah, I mean, I could bring it back. I bet you could. Yeah, how, give, how many drinks? Give me, give About me a little, three or four beers. No, give me, yeah. give me a little bit of the of the accent. Well, when I was down in high school in Arkansas. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. I knew okay. it was just under the surface. You sound, it, like, sound like my relatives. Yeah. Does it come back more when you uh, are around your friends from back home? Because that's how it happens to me. Yeah. comes back more when you drink. That too. You know? I mean, not that I would know. Uh, 303-909. I love Dave and Rick's patience with callers. They set the tone for a great show and how we should treat each other in the world. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's thank nice. Thank you. Do, do, do appreciate that. Hey, that. You know, that guy waited on hold yeah, for like an ben. hour. I mean, Bill. Bill, yeah. Bill and Brighton. You know what? I think, hey, Bill's still there. Hey, Bill, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, before we, <laughs> before we let you go, we're, we're going we're gonna to let you throw this to a break. Just tell our audience, we'll be back with more on the Logan and Lewis show after a quick timeout on KOA News Radio. We'll be back with the Logan and, and uh, Lewis. The Rick and them show after the quick break. There you Kathy go. Lee, Dave Logan and Rick. Get her done. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 
the pitch. Charlie hits it into center field. It's a base hit. Trevor Story around third. He scores. Chuck Nasty completes the sweep. to bring uh, Bud Black on the show. We love talking to Buddy. Rockies uh, playing great baseball at home. They're 23 and 14, I believe. Got a walk off. You heard it uh, right there. Jack Corrigan on the call. As Charlie Blackman delivers, and we welcome the skipper of the Colorado Rockies, Bud Black. Bud, it's Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Good morning. How you doing, Skip? I'm doing well. Good morning, guys. Good morning, man. You, you, it's uh, it's it's been, you know, as I sit and watch as many games as I can, it's been. An interesting season. I can't even imagine for you, but it, let's talk first of all what this team is doing at home. As I mentioned, I think you're nine games above 500. I mean, what what? And you've been getting great uh, great pitching, great starting staff uh, pitching, uh, especially at home. Um, what what's been two or three things that have really impressed you about how your team has gone about it at Coors Field? Well, you're right. It, it starts with the pitching, and I think our our starters have done a really good job overall at home. And uh, you know, our bullpen guys have hung in there. Uh, you know, the games that uh, you know we need to win when we have a lead late, uh, for the most part, we've got it done. And offensively, uh, the guys just seem to have a uh, you know more confidence. Uh, you know, hitting in all bar in our ballpark, right? They get in that batter's box. They see that spaciousness. Uh, they've had success before, and I think it just carries over from guy to guy. And the line keeps moving, and we have good at bats. And I wish that we could, you know, bottle some of those things that we go through at home and, and do it on the road. But as you know, guys, hey, we're trying everything possible on the road. We'll continue to to do some things prior to each game and each series to have better outcomes on the road. Yeah, this has got to be the craziest year. I, I know you've been around the game your whole life, but this the, the record that you guys have at home, normally you guys would be in first place, like in a normal season. It's just got to be a, a very strange year for you guys. It is. It, it, it really is frustrating, uh, you know, and especially for the players, you know, the guys who are between the lines. I mean, they, you know, they're competitive guys and, and we have a number of guys who are really trying to uh, solidify themselves as major leaguers. And, you know, the home road splits are pretty drastic. And, uh, you know, they're trying to get a handle on that, too. So uh, it might be one of those things where the harder we try on the road, the worse it gets. So we'll keep we'll keep after it, though. Let, let me just follow up because you, you brought that up in terms of what you're doing. Um, I mean, how do you balance – the idea in terms of how your club is playing on the road, how do you balance the idea of like grinding and we've got to, you know, we've got to take extra BP or we've got to look at the video. We've got to, or, or basically saying, listen, we're, we're not doing anything. I, I don't want, don't take BP today. Let's just show up. How do you find the balance as to which one of those things ultimately might get you out of that? Yeah, that's the, you know, that's the million dollar question. I think you always start with, with hard work, right? You always start with more work, uh, you know, a good process, and see where that leads you. Uh, and I think we're still in that mode, right? Because you cannot, you know, back off the work. you got to keep trying to do certain things. And, 
and the stuff that we do, you know, prior to a, a game on the road, uh, you know, has stayed pretty consistent. We, but yet we've tried, you know, different measures, obviously, with with machines and cage work and on the field work and and video and a, a little bit of the mental side, too. So uh, I, we're not to that point yet where, you know, we've stopped. We you stop working and, and, and go that direction. But, hey, you never know, guys. Uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I, I sense that we should play better on the road moving forward. Bud, last time we had you on, we talked about all the no-hitters and the strikeouts, and now the big story in baseball is uh, the league cracking down on pitchers doctoring up baseballs. Uh, you, uh, being a former major league pitcher uh, and, an, and an expert, I would consider uh, on the subject, how do you look at this? What, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it, you know, obviously we can talk for a long time about this, but uh, for me, the long and short of it is, uh, you know, we got to get a handle on this. And I think what MLB has done is the right thing to do. I think over the last, uh, especially two or three years, I think uh, pitchers have experimented with, uh, with substances that provide extra tack where it, where it's really, uh, when your fingers are on the ball, it is sticky. And it's been proven that because of this tackiness, because of the extra grip you can get on the ball, it creates more spin on, on your fastball and on your breaking pitches. So, uh, you know, fastball spin, slider spin, curveball spin have all been enhanced by a much tackier uh, substance, uh, more so than just rosin, right, or sweat with dirt. Uh, and, I, and I really believe that a lot of pitchers have experimented with this uh, in the off season, and have really dialed it in uh, to a point where it truly has enhanced their game. So I think we got to get back to, I don't want to say old school, but, uh, you know, let's get back to the rosin bag. Let's get back to dirt on the hand. And, and let's get back to, you know, naturally creating a spin on the ball, uh, you know, for your slider, for your curveball, for your sinker, whatever it is, and, and stop the excess uh, product that is, you know, having an impact on the baseball. You know, Rick Rick asked you the question. I'm going to take you back to when you were in the league. I mean, you were, you were a heck of a pitcher. Do you, do you think it is more prevalent today in terms of guys using – and then whatever you want to call foreign substance stuff that gives you grip. I mean, is is it more today than back when you pitched? Yes, yeah, for sure. And I think you know, back when I pitched, you know, it was more. Uh, you know, if you talk about Gaylord Perry or others who were uh, uh, allegedly using like Vaseline and the spitball, and guys, you know, uh, scuffing the baseball with sandpaper. I think that was uh, not as prevalent. Uh, of applying of doctoring the baseball as what we're seeing now i think i think a lot of pitchers have experimented with this over the years because it can be measured right it can be measured through uh, technology a lot of these uh the rapsodo device TrackMan, edutronic all these new devices through technology have allowed us to measure uh, the baseball mm-hmm. and spin rates and spin efficiency and vertical break and all the, all these things that have become you know sort of commonplace the last couple of years and I think 
again, I mean, pitchers are working hard in the off season, and they're and they're experimenting, and and and, and it's measured. So uh, I think that's what's happened. So I think we got to dial that back a little bit, and and get back to really, uh, you know, a pitcher's talent uh, to be able to spin the ball naturally with a little bit of with a little bit of tack that can be provided through the rosin back. Speaking of uh, of your era, uh, Bud, uh, the the famous incident with Joe Necro, where he had the file in his back pocket, and the yeah. the ump went up to the mound, and he acted like you know, kind of casually threw it away, but everybody in the world saw it. I think that's one of the classic instances of a yeah, pitcher trying to get a, an edge. Yeah, it's a classic, and uh, and you know, come uh, Monday, you know, we're, you guys are going to witness. Uh, you know, pitchers being checked, gloves being checked, hats, belts, hmm. uh, parts of the uniform, forearms, necks, uh, whatever. Uh, but I think they're going to try to do it. Uh, obviously, you know, maybe uh, if you're at the if you're at the game live, you'll be able to see it. But a lot of these checks will be done probably during commercial breaks, where uh, you know, when a pitcher might just come out of the dugout before an inning or after the third out, you know, coming off the in coming off the mound, uh, he might get checked. I don't think they're going to be. Uh, they're not going to check, uh, you know, during the middle of an inning or uh, anything to slow the pace of the game down. We're talking to Bud Black, skipper of the Colorado Rockies. Last question for me, Bud. Uh, we were we were talking about John Gray a little bit earlier in the show before you came on. What what sort of update can you give us in terms of his progress and how, how close, if at all, is he to being back in the rotation? Uh, John's going to throw another bullpen session today, and if that goes well which we anticipate it will there's a good chance that john uh will go out this weekend uh meet up with the albuquerque team and and throw uh throw a ball game for them and then if that goes well uh he'll jump right back into our rotation uh potentially maybe on the when we go on the road next week uh into milwaukee you could see john show up there so uh all signs are pointing positive with john uh he feels good uh again he'll throw today uh we're optimistic, and then if everything goes well, uh, he'll pitch in AAA. Good deal. Bud, thanks for the time. Keep yeah. it going at home. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bud. Okay, guys. Always a pleasure. Take care. That's Bud Black, skipper of the Colorado Rockies. Rockies are 23-14 and 14 at home. Uh, as he said, they still have to try to figure out uh, what is going on on the road. They're 5-27. and 27. That's a winning percentage of uh, mm. like 15 maybe 16%. I mean, that – they're on track to have the worst. That would be the worst ever. ever. Yeah. Be the worst ever. And the Diamondbacks, as Millennial Grant brought up, they've lost 22 straight road games. Uh, there's something going on because of the of the worst 25 road records in Major League Baseball history, and that goes all the way back. I'm going back to the early, early 1900s. Four of those have come in the last two years. So I, yeah. you know, I'm not smart enough to figure out what exactly is going on, but uh, they are playing pretty good baseball at home, and that, uh, that certainly – uh, is a plus. Dave, uh, did, did you but, remember the uh, the Joe Necro yeah, file? Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up, and then absolutely. I was watching that game because they were playing the Angels, which was my team back in yeah. 1987, and I was watching it live. And uh, just talk about embarrassing. Right. So they, they suspected something was going on. Didn't it, somebody reach down and pick up the... Uh, Did they pick up the file? The ump went out to the mound yep. and and told him to empty his pockets. And so he's like like fumbling around his pockets and kind of reaches back and just kind of tried to toss yeah, it. So, yeah, okay. In front of the world, yeah. basically. It was very embarrassing for him. 
And Joe Necro, the brother of Phil Necro, who's a Hall of Famer, uh, both knuckleball pitchers. Joe wasn't the same caliber pitcher that Phil was, but uh, maybe once they discovered he was using a nail file in his pocket, he wasn't as good after that. But uh, it was a classic moment in baseball. Hmm. And Bud, I think, was in the league at that time, 1987. I think he was a, a pitcher for somebody uh, in the late 80s. I remember him mostly with the Royals because the Royals and Angels were uh, rivals back then in uh, late 70s, early 80s, and Bud was a great pitcher for them. Yeah. It's it's going to be, and you heard him say starting on Monday, they're going to they're going to crack down on this. I think it's going to be interesting to follow uh, what sort of fallout, what are the ramifications of them cracking down on this. I mean, you hear yeah. you hear Major League Baseball people, especially pitchers, say that you know what it's going to make it much more dangerous because we have far less grip of that ball. In other words, we don't know where the ball is going to wind up. In other words, don't dig in really at the plate. You don't, yeah. you know, be prepared. So I don't know. Um, you know, Johnny Bench just recently uh, a day or two ago said that the seams on the ball are smaller than they were when he played. Which makes it harder to get the spin. Harder to, harder to grip. So that's why maybe they've come up with all these ways to get the, the ball tackier because the seams are smaller. I which also, I didn't know. I also think that, uh, you know, pitchers are dominating hitters right now. I mean, it's and it's been that way for a while. And I think Major League Baseball, deep down, is, is concerned to a certain level that, hey, we've got to get some offense mm-hmm. back in our game. It's already a slow-paced game anyway. You have to have... I think in order to sit down and watch baseball, but I, you know, you and I, we grew up playing baseball. So I have a love for baseball. So the pace of the game doesn't bother me as much as maybe some. But I mean, when you, you guys are just not, they're not hitting. You either hit a home run or you strike out. I mean, you can only take so much of that before you're like, okay, really? Uh, I'll go watch as, as you do reruns of. <laughs> Everyone loves everybody loves Raymond. That's yeah. what I mean. I mean, yeah. So they've got to um, they've got to f- try to do what they can to sort of fix that. You're right. You, you know, they they've been trying to speed the game up, and the fact that they're doing this mid season uh, tells me they've kind of pushed the panic button a bit. Yeah. Like, hey, we we need to fix this because this is getting away from us. And as you said a couple minutes ago, something's going on. Something weird is going on here when you look at all of these teams with these horrible road records. You know, this is uh, kind of a strange time in baseball. And uh, so instead of waiting till the end of the season, they feel like, no, we, we need to fix this, and we need to fix it now. And, and this is going to slow the game down more because now they're going to be checking these guys all the time to see, you know, what they're doing. There's a theory, uh, reading an article in CBS Sports, that uh, is interesting about some of the road records and the Diamondbacks have lost 22 in a row. The Orioles are horrible. The Rockies are horrible on the road. It's possible, so says this particular uh, writer, that COVID protocols made things so much more difficult on road teams that there was a meaningful shift there. So from 2011 to 2019, the highest home winning percentage was about 54%. Most of those years, it hovered around 53%. But, uh, you know, if you include 
as we mentioned, 2020 and 2021, you're going to find four of the worst 25 road winning percentages in the history of baseball. Something so yeah, something something that is makes going sense on to me. Yeah, might be the you know that that was a tough year. Rangers last year only had 30 road games, but lost 24 of them, seventh worst of all time. Pirates had 28 road games, lost 22, and now the Diamondbacks this year they played 38 road games and lost 29 including 22 in a row. So that goes all the way back to 1901. Four of the the worst 25 road records in Major League Baseball history in that time frame have occurred in the last two years. So we'll see. 10.55 is the time. We've got an hour left. News next on KOA News Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He does kind of look like an old woman. Happy nowadays. birthday. What? Yeah, you he see pictures of him recently? Yeah. No, I haven't gone to my Barry Manilow page. Maybe he decides that he Con- is confused. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Anymore. Hey, listen, would anything surprise you as you're listening to the show about the world today? I mean, if, if it, I, what if you identified if, with her? Huh? What if he identifies as a her? I, that's what I we mean. We don't know. That's what we I mean. don't know I, I, anymore. I'm not. Far be it for me to be judgmental. <laughs> Could happen. Going to change his name to Mandy Manilow. It probably already is. Maybe that's what Mandy was about. Because it says alter ego. His other side. Mm-hmm, his alter ego. Wait, wait, what? Mandy. Mandy. The song that Mandy. song Mandy. That was his alter ego? I don't that's know. Maybe it. it was. Play it. Let's hear if, it's, if he's talking about his alter ego. Because Mandy was supposedly about his dog. I thought it was his dog too. Yeah, but maybe, maybe it was. When did he say, "Let's Mandy"? The other side of him that he related to. That's what I'm thinking, like Fight Club. Right? It's your alter ego. Yeah. I remember all my life. How do you, Kathy Lee, come up with this song being his alter ego? <laughs> Even you. 
I don't know. You know, when you listen to the words, it could be. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? <laughs> listen to the words. It's, it's sort of melancholy. Yeah, this is when he maybe was trying to figure out who he was. What in the hell are you talking about? And it's... just a melancholy sort yeah, I guess of so. ballad. It, it came out later that it, that it was about a, his dog. But it's not. I don't think it is. I oh. think that's a false He sent his dog away? That's enough reason right there for me to cross off Barry Manilow. <laughs> okay, it says... It says... Contrary to popular belief, the lyrics of Manny aren't about Manilow, one's own dog. All right. Well, okay, who's it about? Uh... Maybe. <laughs> it was written by Scott English and Richard Kerr. He so, didn't even write it? No. You're kidding me. It is originally titled Brandy. Oh. And then that other song, Brandy, came out. And he said, well, hell. <laughs> he was a jingle writer before this came out. Like, like Coca-Cola, yeah, right? McDonald, you know, yeah, big jingles. And this made him a superstar. Mandy Connell says this song is written about her. That's yep. true. That's where she got <laughs> A lot of a lot of parents named their baby girls Mandy when the song came but out. But nobody named their baby boy Mandy. No. Well, Mandy Patkin. <laughs> the, so who's the, that? Mandy Patkin, the the actor. Mandy Patkin. Who's that? What are we talking about here? <laughs> I, isn't his name <laughs> Mandy Patkin? Thinking of Mandy Pacquiao? No, no, I'm not. Thinking Anna Patkin. Mandy, who? Mandy Patkin. Isn't there an actor, Mandy Patkin? How do you spell it? Patkin. You're right, Dave. Mandy. Yeah! <laughs> How do you spell it? No, Mandy, yes. M-A-N-D-Y. Mandy. It's Pat Patkin. Yeah. Not Mandy Patkin. Well, his, first, so... his first name is Mandy. Yes. You <laughs> yes. are so close. So take that. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, your Broncos producer, AJ, just said it's Patinkin. Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin oh, no is what I said. I, I just yeah, I sure, shorted it up for Patkin. And you don't watch Homeland, Rick. I watch Homeland. <laughs> He's Saul. Huh? Saul from Homeland. Saul. But Mandy right? Patkin. Dave just made a name Mandy up. I know. Like, Pat we're all like, what? Patkin. Whatever. What's his last name, Grant? Patinkin. 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 Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, so the writer of the song said that he made up the story about the dog because a reporter called him in the middle of the night and to get him off the phone. Well, then, damn it, he should be canceled. Mm. Where's the righteous indignation Absolutely. for so, making up a so damn thing? So it's not about, about Barry Manilow's dog because Barry Manilow did not and write the song. He didn't even write it. Mm -mm. Wow. I'm glad we. We really don't know what it's about. Myth. Didn't it have to be about something? You learned a lot of things about Mandy. You learned the there's song, a Mandy Patinkin. And you learned that puce is a color. I'd, I'd never heard the, the term puce. <laughs> and there's Mandy. I find Mandy. solace in it. Mandy, have there's you heard the term Mandy. puce? Did you know what puce was? You act like you've never done broadcasting. You're right in front of a mic. Uh, the mic's on. not on oh, yet. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm waiting for him. He's got to push the button. We're turning the damn mic well, on, Well, just use Grant. his mic. What is wrong with you? Yeah, knock Grant out of this chair. Yeah, yeah. It's not working. Get out, Grant. Go in there, because I can't do Yeah, come on in here. Oh, she, oh, takes, the, she, ah! takes, <laughs> she takes the mic condom off the mic. Mandy, Mandy's the only now personality here. She, wipes around, she walks around with the mic condom in her yeah, bag. Put it on this mic. This oh, mic doesn't work either. There you go. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. so what's the question? Do you know what puce is? Puce? Isn't that kind of like a 
like something that that has to do with stone or something. Oh, puce. Oh, yeah, beige. Like it's a beigey. You were thinking pumice. So no, but yeah, I was actually. Pumice. So thanks for that. Pumice. Why, why are you guys? What are you talking about? Paint colors. This show is riveting. Do you know what, what is going on in here? Do you know Barry Manilow did not write that song? We were talking about Mandy. Shut the front door. I always yeah. heard it was written about a dog. No, no it's not true. Really? And yes. I heard it was called Brandy first, but it then. Brandy, but Scott English wrote the song, and he said he lied about the dog. Well, that actually makes me feel a little bit better. Don't you think he should be canceled? <laughs> Um, I'm pretty much sure that he was canceled some time yeah. ago. Have we yeah. heard of this guy except no. in this story right no. now on this station in we, a long time? We've had enough of that. Barry Manilow wrote it about I got to tell you guys, I, I am, I'm just going to slam open the closet door right here, okay? I love Barry Manilow. Like, I, I'm a super fan. I went and saw him in Vegas, and I cried multiple times during oh. the show. Oh, God. I know. Wow. I know. My least favorite song of his is Mandy, because obviously when you're, you know, seven years old and people are singing that song to you, it's not cool. How about you, Copacabana? Were you love Copacabana. Yeah. I actually went, my husband and I went as Tony and Lola like three years ago at Halloween. Were you named after, were you named after no. the song? No. I, pre- I preceded, the song was named after me. Okay, wow, let's okay. be real. Okay. No, I was born a few years before the song. Oh, so there you go. Too bad. Oh, Scott English wrote the song, so it might have already been around. It was. I mean, that song came out in 74. I came out in 69. Ah. So there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. All right. Back to you, whatever that, was going on thank here. Thank you, man. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, whatever is going yeah, on here. Whatever. It's, it's kind of hard Listen, to Listen, we out. don't even know what the hell is going yeah. on here. So, Kathy, you can now talk on the air. Instead of off the air, yeah, she took her mic yeah. condom. Well, it's because she was. We've she swapped, took her... know, we've swapped mic condoms. We only have safe. three mics in here that work. Yeah, three. We, and we don't have a mic in the control room that works. Four of the six mics work. Okay, yeah. just live with it. Well, I think the other mic was more um, <laughs> operator error. Well, look at all the look at all the text operator about error. Mandy. Yeah. You know it takes time to put things on the board, Kathy. I know. I've heard you run the Fox before. Oh, I only messed up once this morning. <laughs> From the 719-661, Mandy Patinkin, my guy, has oh. one of the most famous lines in movie my history. Guy. Hello, my name is... Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. You kill my father, prepare to die. That was him? Oh, yeah, that was him. In The Prince's Bride? Wow, okay. Yes. I do remember him as Gideon on Criminal Minds. Are you not proud of me that I knew his name was Andy? Both of you guys are like, like, I'm shocked that I didn't know. Well, you said you said I said said Patkin, it's Patinkin. Yeah, you gave us the wrong last name, so how are we supposed to know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. If you would have got the last name right, we both would have known exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. We would have. Yeah, whatever. My name is... Inigo, is, is, is it Inigo? Uh-huh. Inigo Montoya, you killed my father, prepared to die. Yes, Prince, Princess Bride. I didn't know that was him. 303-579, before Barry Manilow was a recording artist, he worked with Barbara Streisand. He also wrote, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That jingle still pays the rent wow. for him. I'll bet it wow. does. I'll bet didn't it does. Didn't know that. Uh, uh, 720 God, I love this show. No two days and most of the time... No two segments the same. Three zero three four seven eight. Not a baseball fan, Dave. Why do you call Bud Black the skipper? Isn't that military? No, actually, a uh, little known fact. Uh, that's Buddy's middle name, Bud Skipper Black. And he's also a, a boat captain. Yeah. And he wanted to be on Gilligan's Island. Seven one nine three six nine. Henry Gross <laughs> saying Shannon. Or song Shannon was about a dog. I don't. 
Mm. I vaguely remember that. 720, his name was Logan. Logan. He wore a nightshirt. <laughs> okay. yeah. I saw that. I just sort of skipped know, over it. You seem to skip uh, over those. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for bringing that to the forefront. Uh-huh. That's perfect. We need somebody to do that jingle, please. Yeah. Hey, if uh, Big Head Rick in Arizona is listening, he's the guy that sings us those Broncos parody songs. Maybe he can put something together for us. Yeah, let's yeah. let's do That'd that. Be good. That'd be really good. <laughs> For sure. Uh, John Loveland joins us on KOA News Radio, 1118 on this Thursday morning. Hi, John. Good morning. Hi, guys. Hope all's well. Hey, real quick, uh, my dad, who passed away in 2006, uh, we didn't always see eye to eye and think he's dead or dead. But uh, with the pandemic, and you guys mentioned a little while ago about Barry Manilow, maybe he's a she or whatever, my dad had two sayings. Number one, Take a day at a time and how true that has been. And number two, what's this world coming to? And if he was around today, my brother and I said that we'd probably be bailing him out of jail. And I've changed the saying, what has this world come to? And finally, the other day you guys were talking about mascots, you know, sports mascots. Yep. Do you know who, uh, as far as I know, the first one was? Uh, the first sports mascot. Um, was the, it the, the fil- chicken? Was San Diego chicken, I think. It was the chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to live in San Diego. And Ted Chianolis was the uh, guy who got hired for an Easter uh, stunt outside the radio station on the street. And he wore the chicken outfit. And since then, the rest is history. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Thank you, John. The San Diego chicken. Remember That's that. right. Yep, Remember yep. that. 970408. The skipper name has been in baseball forever for the head coach. Yes, 970408. We knew that. We were just being facetious with our caller who or texter who did not know it. Thus the comment about Buddy's middle name being Skipper. 720203. How do you guys go from Broncos to Rockies to guys named Mandy? <laughs> hmm. That's what we do. Well, yeah. 719529. Thank you all. My face hurts from laughing today. Every show is great. This one is extra. Thank you. Look at all this yeah. love we're getting today. This is a nice change of pace. I like this one. I learned more from your show than the four-year drinking binge I called college. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, you know what? I, uh, I might I might say the same. I learned more four-year drinking binge. I, yeah. No, no. I learned I learned more from this show than I did in college. It is. It is. I t- I tell you what. Um, doing shows, sort of, well, variety of shows over the years, trying to figure out what kind of show they want. Uh, but this one is is unique because there's always something that comes up. Well, we learned about the chicken. And you learned about Mandy. You didn't know who the hell Mandy was. No, and you learned about Mandy was not about a dog. And I learned about Puce. Puce. And I'd never heard of Puce. And, Edible carp. Edible and a carp and a bento box. Edible, you know, the bento box thing, I, I, I've i gone from being quizzical about it to almost ashamed that I'd never <laughs> heard of a bento box until Kathy brought it up. And then she, for the next, like, oh, I don't know, two weeks straight, Brought in like bento boxes. This boxes. is a bento box. Here's another bento box. I have Different a collection kinds. of bento boxes. Different kinds. You can do a dessert bento box. Yeah. You can do a sushi bento box. Yep. And then we learned about the chicken. Who told us about the chicken? What about it? That it only has one hole. Wasn't that Von Miller? No, we didn't have. Yeah, somebody came on the air. Hey, why I, don't I, we, don't, I think we I don't did think ask Vaughn about the chicken. Maybe Vaughn. I think it was Vaughn. Because yeah. Vaughn's got a chicken farm. But somebody, right. but somebody else told us that the chicken only had one hole. Before Von Miller told yeah, us? Yeah, and we asked Vaughn yeah, about we, that, it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
That's right. On we the, asked. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. But yes. who told us that the chicken? I think it might have been a listener. Yeah, it was. And we didn't believe them. And we had to look it well, up. Well, because we didn't know. Well, how would anyone know that unless you're around chickens? Uh, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I, I, I didn't know. Dragon just texted me right when Kathy brought that up and said, you can't forget about the chicken only having one exit hole. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we left our way home on that one. Is a chicken the only animal that has only one exit hole? Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> no, what'd you say? Is a chicken the only animal that has only one exit hole? Oh, here hole? you go. Seriously, you're going to open this Pandora's <laughs> box? I, How many animals have only one I exit hole? So. I don't think so. I, th- I, I think worms. I don't know. <laughs> worms don't even have a hole. <laughs> worms. Well, how do you know that? They have no hole. They have to have they one. They have to have There one. is no hole to the worm. No, that's, that's no, not they, true. They have one. That's yeah. not true. And I think it's just the one. How do you know if it's at the top or the bottom? We'd like to, listen, we'd like to reach out to our audience. Uh, <laughs> if there are a couple of worm experts, uh, 303-713-8585 <laughs> or yeah. Texas at 56690. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm Googling it. Do I'm worms? actually curious about this now. 303 946. You guys are killing me. Good to know that. Oh, Bud, they Bud, have teeth. Bud Black's middle name no, is Skipper and that he wanted to be on Gilligan's Island. Ha 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 ha. They yeah, do. It's true. Nobody. Worms, they feed and poop from the same hole and look about as simple as they so come. So just say you're sorry to Rick and you, you never apologize. believe me, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Which where's the hole? Oh, now he has to be specific <laughs> in where the hole is. I mean, really? <laughs> Rick, go ahead and take that. <laughs> Not where you think it would be. 303-493, iguanas only have one hole as well. Really? Oh. Well, that's that what, I didn't know. That's what 303-493 says. Hmm. Okay, so I guess maybe it's more common than you think. We have a, we have a correction from one texter, 303-815. Barry Mantle played with Bette Midler, not Barbara Streisand. I think that's correct, now that he mentioned that. I, I, I believe it was Bette Midler. Are you talking about played with, like, dated? No, not dated Bette Midler. Um, <laughs> played with Bette. Like, Manilow open date, for Bette. Didn't Barry Manilow date Bette Midler at one point? I don't think Barry. I've, I've never known anybody um, that Barry Manilow dated or it was, publicly. Maybe, maybe it was Bette Midler's gardener. Something, with Bette, be, or, something with Bette Midler. There was something with Bette Midler, yeah. yes. I, I do remember that? vaguely remember that, yeah. Huh. Barry Manilow. Uh, oh. What do you got? He married his manager. Barry Barry Manilow married Bette Midler's manager? No, his manager. Barry Manilow married his own manager? Yeah. Recently? Yeah, it says Barry Manilow has been with his manager, Gary Key, for 40 years, but only revealed the relationship to the public in April after they got married. 40 years or 40? I, th- I think 40. That, I think that wow. Gary dude was Bette Midler's gardener. There's something to do with Bette Midler. <laughs> There's something. Yes. They, they have a connection of some yes. sort. I'm looking. Bill in Johnstown, in the meantime, joins us on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. I, I thought I lost you for a minute. No, no, we're anyway, here. I got two, two, two things. First, about the chicken. Guy goes into a restaurant and he said, what's the, the specialty of the house? And he said, boiled tongue. He said, my guys, I'm not eating anything that comes out of the mouth of an animal. Bring me an egg. <laughs> That's a good inside chicken yeah. joke. Yeah, right. Thank you, Bill. The chicken farmer would get that. Yeah. You and I got it. I, I We got it, but a couple years ago, we wouldn't have got it. Hmm. Question from one of our texters. 303-908, do fish fart? How can you tell? The bubbles. I, th- 
I thought that's from the mouth. No, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, isn't the fish from the bubbles come from the well, mouth? Well, right, but don't when you fart underwater, you know, yeah, there's what bubbles. happens? 720633, reptiles have one hole as well. Didn't know that either. You ever raised chickens, Dave? Have I ever raised chickens? What the hell? What kind of question is that? Well, I mean, hard to ask with a straight face. I mean, it's that really, kind of question. I mean, I, seriously? I, just, <laughs> I mean, honestly. No, I, no. I just like the look on no. your face. I went to Wheat Ridge High School, the nickname uh, The Farmers. Farmers. But, yeah, you But should. you never raised chickens. Huh. No, does that surprise you? you maybe get some. Does it surprise you? <laughs> Put you, some in your backyard now. You think in my spare time I should have a chicken coop and raise... Have some yes. fresh eggs every yeah. morning for breakfast. Yes, we get a fresh eggs every morning. Seven one nine six eight eight. This texter simply says, "Jesus, my head hurts." <laughs> um, we're gonna take a timeout. Oh, Eleven twenty six is the time. Three zero three seven one three eight five eight five. Dave, Rick, Kathy, Millennial Grant, still here. KOA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting you ready for tomorrow, Funky Friday. Starts also, at 9 a.m. Also, George Clinton's yeah, birthday. Is, is it really? It is? 79. We oh, missed yeah. it. How did we miss that, Rick? How did we miss that? Your mic's not on. How did we miss that? Put my mic on. Thanks. Hey, that one was used rare. How did we <laughs> miss it? No. George Clinton's birthday is July 22nd. Oh, boy. There's an accusation of <laughs> error once again. Do you use that same oh, website yeah. that I do? No. Today's birthdays and music? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're definitely wrong. Yeah, July 22nd, 1941. <gasps> yeah, he's right underneath Barry Manilow's on my website. Weird, because I was like, we didn't catch that. And I catch everything on birthdays. <laughs> well, we'll still get you ready for Funky Friday. Didn't Snoop Dogg sample this? A lot of people have sampled this. I like this. What year, Dave? For this? You were in the league. I was going to say. Seventy-nine, maybe eighty. I'm going to say eighty-two. Eighty-two. And you would say it correct. You'd be right then. Is it eighty-two? Yep. Yep. But who knows what, you know, I thought it was his birthday, so. <laughs> yeah, his birthday's in July. What the hell? Is this pretty big in the Browns locker room in 1982? There was a lot of stuff that was big in the Browns locker room. Especially yeah, after we got Lyle Alzado for three years. <laughs> then there were things that I'd never seen before that were in the Browns locker room. <laughs> God. And I love Lyle, but, oh my goodness. 1141. 303 713 8585 Kathy, I'm sure if they didn't know Puce, try Aubergine. Aubergine. Who doesn't know who doesn't what is it? Aubergine. Who doesn't know Aubergine? Dave? What? <laughs> Wait, is it a color? Yes. Dave says yes. 
Kathy? It's a fruit. But it's a colorful fruit. fruit. <laughs> colorful fruit? <laughs> what, what, what is, you're Googling it for crying out You're cheating. No. You're the last but I, what I, I knew is what is the color The hell you did. I did. I, I swear Well, I, I said it was a color, and you said it's a fruit. <laughs> it is a fruit. <laughs> Do you know what aubergine fruit is? No, like, but you're looking at your computer. No, I know cheating. I'm looking at my computer, but I knew what it was. Sure you did. What is it? It's an eggplant. Well, who didn't know that? Bow wow, you feel. Um... Is it really an eggplant? Mm-hmm. Aubergine? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I I was not familiar with no, aubergine. Me neither. Hmm. Sam on the road. Sam on the road on KOA. Yes, good morning, Jeff. Morning, Sam. Hey, I've uh, been listening to your discussion on the chickens and the, the exits and the holes and all that. <laughs> Pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. But I, I believe the most disgusting thing about a chicken is that they eat with their peckers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Yes. Waited on hold 20 minutes to tell us that. 720418, it's also a color. That's what I said. I said color. That was my guess. It's a color. It's like a purple color. So like an like eggplant color. Yeah, that's what the aubergine. It's so part Rick, of you a... and I were right. Yeah, we were right. That Do you want to know the actual definition? The purple egg-shaped fruit of a tropical You never even gave plant. us a chance to answer the question. <laughs> you want to know the exact definition? You broke right into it. The dragon redbeard's here, by the way. Doesn't even look like him anymore. No. He's literally half of what he used to be. I know, it's He's half crazy. the man he used to be. Well, no, he's still the man. He's just half the size. Yeah, he's going from dragon I mean. to dragon. Yeah, no, you made it sound like he's not the same man. That's what I'm saying. No. He's a better man. <laughs> he's just a thin man. Thin man. He is a thin man. He's thin. He's actually skinny now. He's, he's, he is skinny. That's yeah. weird. It's a weird thing to call dragon skinny. Your head's even smaller. How did you shrink your head like that? Look at him. I'd like to know personally. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. 303-709. I have a question for Kathy. I yeah. remember a show you guys did about eight months ago where you were talking about colonics. Have you three gone together yet to get your insides cleansed? You try. You tried talking Dave into getting one. I still remember that show. Just curious. No, LOL. Dave, where are you supposed to go? I Huh? I thought we were going to get a colonic. I'm in. Rick was the one that had all sorts of excuses. I balked. Why? I'll I don't go. need one. Why don't you, no, need, you, one? Do need, you one. need one? You need one. I need one. Yes. Sick. You've been sick more than the both of us together this year. <laughs> hey, you have been. I'm the one out of the three that didn't get COVID. You're world class okay. COVID. You're world class immune system. Yeah, but you're mad when you didn't you. get COVID when we had it. Actually, I was mad. He was I mad. wish I'd had the antibodies. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I remember well, that. I, well, I we had... all got our antibodies back because, like, how do you guys both have antibodies yeah. and I have none? I was regretful. There's a tad bit of jealousy there. I know. He was so mad. Why you know, can't I have antibodies? Like Kathy, like Kathy and I are walking around saying, we've got antibodies and you don't. <laughs> like, yeah. we, hell, before this COVID mess, we didn't even know what the hell antibodies was. But he was still mad at us. Oh, I know. I know. I, so I remember a, that. I, was, I know. You're like, how is it that you guys are both sick and I wasn't and I have no antibodies? And I sat in the same the room with you. He came up with the theory that, that he had, had a world, world class, class immunity. immunity. Yep. But now you don't have – right now, Dave is winning the world-class immunity. Why don't we just do this? Why don't we just say today, clearly, 
unequivocally. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go get a high colonic, the three of us, and do it before Broncos season starts. Mm-hmm. Are we doing it together? Like in the we don't same... have to be in the same room. No, we don't have to be in the same room. We don't have to be in the same room. They don't do it in the same hey, room. I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. not trying to see I, that. I've never had one. <laughs> I want you guys to be in the same room, sitting side by side while it happens. No, no, no. We're not. No. And holding hands. No. Looking each other in the eyes, <laughs> no. holding hands. Like I said, I'm not trying to see I'm that. all about I'm all about sitting in the same room holding hands. Well, of course you are. It's a team bonding experience. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna bond in three separate rooms, but we're gonna do the high colonic. Okay. Can we also try microdosing you set together? It up, Dave. What is what is microdosing? Microdosing what? Mushrooms. So that's all the rave right now. Yeah, microdosing. Wait, wait, wait. You, you you take them in an IV? No, 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 no. You go and you it's like it's it's they're like watching you, right? And the mushrooms? No, you take little bits <laughs> of mushrooms be. and you keep <laughs> taking them till you hit a certain point, but it's supposed to really bring everything out. Oh in no, you. no, no. And a lot of people no. have them in little uh, no. capsules. I'm not trying I'm not trying to hallucinate. I had a friend that took LSD back in my time in Boulder and like said, said he saw Jesus. I said, "Listen, I'm going to see him too, but it's going to be at a little bit di- later date." I actually you're not going to be able to talk about oh, it. Oh, so you Rick, see you're going to do mushrooms? You're going to no, do no. microdosing. No. Why not? No, I'll, I'll do the colonic before I do the microdosing. Yeah, Rick yeah, and I are in for the colonics. Thing, I've not... done the mushrooms. Well, yes. Yeah, and look at me. Uh, that's what I'm, I mean. I'm the person who knows what puce is. Okay. You'll be at one with the earth and the colors, Dave. <laughs> I'd be scared to take some sort of, you know, trip. trip. Yeah, yeah. I'd be scared. Because I think I could get stuck in that stratosphere. You don't. And ne- well, you say you, you don't. don't. That's you what you're... say you don't, but I'm, I'm leery of it. It's I, supposed to help with anxiety. It's I don't to help with have sleep anxiety. Deprivation. I don't have that. Yes, you do. I don't have anxiety. Actually, you have sleep deprivation. The only time of the day I'm anxious seriously is like at Here? 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> you know, what I'm thinking, I, I drive into work thinking, my God, what might she say today? <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, I mean, I, no, I'm not doing the shrooms. They're doing studies with military veterans. That's supposed to help with uh, I know PTSD. that having that great are, results. They yep. were good. I mean, more power to them. I think that's honorable. I watched that PT- show. They have PTSD. I, I, I don't. I didn't serve in the military. I watched that show that Rick told me to watch. Wasn't that you told me to watch that one on Netflix? Which one? The doctor, the science one, the, the, um, you know which one I'm talking about on Netflix? It's Evidently the, the shrooms, shrooms are not one? working on you. There's one with a... Uh, well, one of them was on, the episode was on microdosing. Yeah. It's a scientific one. Well, there's one show with a uh, Hamilton Morris, who's this guy that's tried every drug known to man, and he does an episode on each one. What's and his brain like? Pretty, pretty well intact. Huh. And you, yeah. Have you done shrooms, Millennial Grant? Um, <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Not your day. Just, here's what I'll say. You're taking the fifth? I would suggest that everyone tries it once in their life because it changes your mindset. I, I hated it. Changes your mindset? I, I, I mean... What if you like your mindset? <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe not everyone. My mindset made the room smaller and the walls bleed. Yeah, see, that means you had to work through some pretty dark crap. <laughs> I'm not trying to take that crap. I'm not yeah, trying why? to. I don't no. get the point of it. No. I've done things in my past that could be brought up. Paul in Denver joins us on KOA News Radio, 1150. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. You you said you're in the locker room with Lalo Zeto. That guy was a maniac. And I was wondering, do you have any good stories? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got 
I've got some some good li- – and, Paul, thanks for the call. Listen, uh, if you would. And I've told a couple of stories. Lyle was a big boxing fan, obviously, and I was a big, big boxing fan. There was a uh, pay-per-view event. can't remember who was fighting, but you could order it at home. Lyle lived in a suburb that was directly south of where I lived. But he said, hey, man, you want to come over and watch the – whoever – I think it was – might have been Duran and Leonard. I, I can't remember who was fighting. I said, sure. Uh, so I grabbed a couple pizzas. This was before cell phones, right? I had his directions. We drove up, lived in an apartment, knocked on the door, nobody there. So I'm looking, you know, at my little slip of paper, looking at the address. Okay. Okay. Knocking the door again. Third time. The door opens, the chain is on the door, and I see Lyle's rather bulbous nose and part of his face in the crack of the door. He goes, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, sure, I'm like, I'm like the pizza delivery guy. I got two, I got two large pizzas, uh, and I'm like, and I called him Lila. I said, Lila, it's Dave. The are we watching the boxing? The, or we, what are we doing? He goes, Oh, you you want to watch the fight? Yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> unlocked the door, came in. He completely forgot huh. that I was coming over for the fight, and he used to fight every Thursday in practice with the left tackle, who was a good friend of mine, Doug Deacon. Every Thursday, they would throw down. For real, they'd throw Yes, they'd throw down. And initially, we got very concerned and tried to break it up. And then after about the third consecutive week, we're like, whatever. And they they tire it after about 90 seconds. We just let them go. Did he he fight an exhibition with Ali? He did, here in Denver. Yeah. And he was very very serious about it. And he hit hit Muhammad Ali a couple times, and you could tell, because Ali's out there, you know, just sort of going through the motions and trying to give people a good show. And Lyle caught him a couple times, and you could see it pissed him off. And so he gave Lyle a couple of, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and and it was it was just awesome. How many rounds did they go? Oh, gosh, Rick. Uh, I, did, I was not at the fight because it was right before training camp. I was back in Cleveland. But I think they went, did they go five rounds, I think? Five or eight. Was Lyle like a boxer or did he? Lyle, Lyle was a good. I mean, Lyle. So he could box. Yes, Lyle fought Golden Gloves. Lyle, okay. Lyle could handle himself. Okay. And but it was just interesting to see his mindset. I mean, he he like said, "Okay, I'm fighting Muhammad Ali. Let me see if I can knock this Joker Joker out." It was not one of those exhibition things, at least yeah. not to Lyle. And he he did again. He caught Muhammad Ali with a couple of shots, and then Muhammad Ali was like, okay, dude. Yeah, told him, that's enough. That's enough Enough of you. this nonsense. Yeah. 970-286. Rick and Dave know what Puce is. He don't even say this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah. Don't say that. Uh, uh, can't do that. People are writing about microdosing. They say you not feel anything when microdosing. So why would you do it? Like because every- it creates clarity in your mind. Oh. And Hell, my, my, my mind is clear and clarity full. <laughs> well, you've got the blue sky CBD, so you're all set. Yeah, and then 720636, no different than CBD. I don't know. Seems different to me. Well, they do it in, like, small amounts. Like, you start, like, and you add more, and then... So what what's the overall objective? I think some of it is, like, to get, like, traumatic things in your past to come forward and try to deal with it like you okay. know yeah so it's it a PTSD brings those thing. things to the to the forefront something of your with mind the brain. it's with your it's something to do with your brain of 
You guys want to get an expert on? I would love yes, to have an expert on. Yes, let's talk about this because it's a really big right There's now. There's so much science an, an behind expert it. On a microdosing. There's a um, lot in, in Boulder, surprisingly. <laughs> I watched it on the Goop Lab. That's you, what I watched it on. Okay. Well, yeah, we can have, we can have somebody on to yeah. talk about it. I'm still... It's interesting because I've been hearing more and more about it and seeing things. And... I'm pretty sure I'm out. I'm, I'm you know, I'll be open-minded enough to... See, interview if the you person. should do it. Okay, let's yeah. let's do it. Let's I don't get like out. I don't like to I like to be in control of my body and mind. I don't do well when I feel like. Well, that's why you don't do it outside, like by yourself. You do it in a controlled environment where someone's a doctor or somebody's there, like giving it to you. Huh. It's, it's, yeah, I don't. I'm not. It's not all that appealing to me. Kevin in Denver on KOA last call of the day. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. Um, I have a couple things. One is about puce, but uh, the first one is my first time I ever did shrooms in college. Um, I We went to a, a party. It was like a, a an apartment complex, and it was just filled with people. They had a disco ball in one of the apartments, and I honestly was the greatest dancer in the world that night, and I honestly thought that. I mean, it was, you know, and then later that night, went back to Buddy's play, uh, par- apartment in the same complex to chill, and I had a, a very long, in deep, uh, in-depth conversation with a Kiss poster with Dean and the gang. So, that's what I suspected. That's funny because I had a long conversation with the bulldog <laughs> in the corner at a party, and they go, yeah. "Do you know that you've been talking that dog for three hours?" I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Oh. And then puce. I don't. I don't know. What did you guys say puce was again? Was it a? a it's a color. Did you define it as a color. Yeah, it's a color. Because I looked it up here, and what I see here is, it's said to be the color of blood stains on linen or bed sheets, even after being laundered from a flea's droppings or after a flea has been crushed. <laughs> Happy Thursday. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. From a flea's droppings Drop- or after a flea flea's has been, been crushed. crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show in our audience. I really do. That is going to do it for uh, our show today. Hope you've enjoyed it. We've had a lot of fun bringing this to you. Thanks to Millennial Grant. We do appreciate him for uh, Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee. I'm Dave Logan. News is coming up next with Susan Witkin. Mandy Connell is here, and she'll be coming up next. See you tomorrow. We'll wrap things up on a uh, funky Friday. Logan Lewis on KOA News Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.